This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners some real facts and some real stats about our local market. We want to provide you that so that you can make some good informed decisions. And sometimes to get a good take on our local market, we have to look outside of our market to see how we compare what's going on out there. So today we are going to do a road trip around the California housing market. I've got a a few friends that uh, we're going to be calling and talking with them and finding out what their markets are like. And um, the first one we're going to do is in quite an area, and it really shows the diversity of California, especially when you keep in mind. and, And as we talk to all these people, remember this. Here in Fresno County, our median sales price is right around the 275000 mark. And for that, you're going to get a three-bedroom, two-bath home, 1,600 square feet um, in, a, a, in a good neighborhood with a, a, a good-sized lot, maybe 60 by 100, 70 by 100, um, two-car garage. You may even have a swimming pool involved. So with that, I want to go to our first guest and that is uh, Ann Oliva and from the Bay Area. Good morning, Ann. Good morning, John. How are you? Great. Thank you very much for uh, participating in this. First of all, can you tell us what area, what market area you cover, so that we know where these uh, this information is coming from? Sure. I I cover the ba- basically the Bay Area or the Silicon Valley, which goes um, ba- from San Francisco to San Jose. Okay. Um, and along that peninsula there, and I guess that's where all the high-tech jobs are coming, the high-paying jobs is what we hear. Yes. It's, it's, there's quite a boom in the, in the job industry, which made quite a boom in our housing industry as well. Okay. So I'm almost afraid to ask you, but when you say a boom in your housing industry, What's an average, or what's the median sales price in that area? Medium sales price is just barely under a million dollars. Wow. And what what would that million dollars buy you? So, um, quite frankly, it probably will buy you um, in a in a Silicon Valley area where the jobs are are high paid jobs. Will buy you a condominium, possibly a two bedroom, two bath. In a beautiful neighborhood, no doubt. But as far as a house goes in what we would call uh, blue-collar workers, police, firemen, school teachers, um, tradespeople, you would get possibly a two-bedroom, one-bath on about a 5,000-square-foot lot. And um, they're about 80 years old, the homes. Wow. So let's say you were to buy a three-bedroom, two-bath home on a... Six seven thousand square foot lot. What kind of money are you looking at paying? Oh, uh, at least uh, maybe just under two million, a million eight, somewhere in that category. Holy smokes! <laughs> <laughs> ah. It's it's 
it's crazy. You know, I spent my whole professional life trying to get people into homes. And there was a time where we could we could go to, you know, help the local postmaster. But yet it, it's become where an IPO is something that it takes for somebody to get into a three-bedroom, two-bath, as you described, in a, in a nice neighborhood. So how long have you sold real estate in that area? Uh, all my life, Don. I've been, in, I've been licensed since, what, 38 years now. Okay. And I understand um, you took over for your father's company. Is that right? I did. I, my dad started the company 60 years ago. My brother, I, and now my son are all in, involved with the business. And um, it's, it's, it's funny how the reality of a million dollars is nothing for the, the new generation, my son and my nephew. But for my brother and I, it's, we, we have watched it evolve. It's, it's been quite incredible. So if we were to go back 38 years, in fact, we'll go back to your first sale. How much, okay. was, how much was it and, and um, what kind of home? Yeah, was I can. Re- I remember. Of course, you always remember your first sale, and it was in a neighborhood that would be the two-bedroom, one-bath for a million now. And I think I sold it for a, under three hundred thousand at the time. Okay, so it was always a lot more than the Fresno area, because <laughs> I go, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. I remember I getting so. excited when I first started because I sold a big one at sixty-five. <laughs> Sixty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> so, uh, They all count, though. Come on, a home's a home. Yeah, it's precious. So well, and at count. the time, gas was probably right around a dollar. Um, you know, life was simpler. Your, my total phone bill was twenty-five dollars a month. Of course, we didn't have cell phones and internet to pay for, so life was simpler. Yeah, you had a phone. Now we have how many phones, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, what kind of obstacles are in your area, uh, such as financing or inventory? Well, inventory for sure. Um, we definitely are in, in, engaged with the housing shortage where we live, and I, uh, go, which drives the price, of course, helps that price go up. And we do not have so much as lending issues i hate to i hate to sound ridiculous but for these houses that are a million dollars quite often they're cash wow um, yeah. and i understand they have to be almost have to be cash from a competitive standpoint yeah we, we're pretty we we're pretty aggressive when we write what you know our offers comparably i would imagine to the way you write yours um, we have packages done with all complete home inspections termite reports full inspections um, whatever whatever need be for the particular property. And those are all signed up prior to writing the offers, and the offers are non-continuous, very scary and very edgy. Wow. Um, but, but like you said, to be competitive, it's, it's not rare for us to find uh, competition of four or five offers on a pro- a give, any given property. So are multiple offers more um, most common when you get a listing? Yeah, I, I say they still are. I mean, is there is there a little change in the air, possibly? But buyers are still prepared and and right as though they're going to have competition. I see. Is there much new construction in that peninsula area, or is it pretty much no? <laughs> no, no. We do not have a lot of new construction. Fortunately, um, where I where I live, 
um, in Millbrae, we have just um, just approved a nice project that will be some uh, apartment living for you know hopefully a lot of folks that could come and enjoy the city where we live. It's uh, really uh, uh, there is a huge drive to get housing near transportation because you know we have we do have that transportation issue in our area as well. It's very congested. So the cities have um, been very good about trying to put new housing near the, the transportation hubs. We have the train and the BART and, you know, all that good stuff that is allowable for, I hope, less congestion for more people. Yeah, and, of course, you're talking to somebody from the Central Valley where at, at uh, rush hour time, that means that we have to – a traffic jam means we got to slow down to 45. <laughs> We're lucky to get 45 any time of the day. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess that lack of building is also causing prices to rise. It's supply yes, and demand, right. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So somehow or another, the cities over there did a fantastic job of of creating jobs in the area, but but seemed to not let housing follow. Yeah, and um, I think that you know where I am, where where the, my business is located. I'm not. I'm surrounded by the biotech and the high tech. So just north to to you know the northern end of the peninsula has all the biotech too. What they've been doing, which is I think really really fortunate for us, is they're trying to figure out some solutions as well. A lot of those campuses for these job sites are huge. Um, so they're they're talking about possibly putting some housing right there, right on the campuses. I see. Now I should tell all our listeners too that Ann Oliva is a longtime realtor, as you can tell, although still young though, right? Not that young. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you're running for state senate in your area. Can you tell us a little bit about that run or that race? Sure. That is is currently. Um, the position is held by Senator Jerry Hill, who is termed out. He's been a, he's been very good to us, very very good on housing issues as well. Um, I I have some big shoes to fill, no doubt. But it's a challenge that um, I'm up for, and it's the District 13 is consistent of approximately a million people, which goes all the way from uh, just north of South San Francisco, all the way past San Mateo County into Sunnyvale and Mountain View. So it's quite a large district, um, and of course, after this conversation, you can see my passion for housing and the need to uh, come up with some ideas to fulfill the need that is in that district is one of my main issues. Mm-hmm. And you're not new to this arena because you, you you served as a mayor and a city council person too. Is that right? Correct. I was the mayor and and currently the city uh, city council member of Millbrae, the city of Millbrae. All right, and and you want more of it? That's amazing, um, and I think as a realtor, you're going to and somebody dealing with housing and, and families, I think you're going to bring an interesting perspective to Sacramento. Thank and, you, Don. Sure. Thank you. And you see how I'm very optimistic. You're going to win. Uh, I will I am say too. this. I have to... <laughs> Go ahead. I said I, I, I'm optimistic too. I've been running. I've been running hard, working hard, and we've just begun. So they're going to get a campaign that they're not going to forget. That's for sure. 
good, good. And, and I will say this, I, I served on a committee with you for several years at CAR, and you were a great contributor, and I think a lot of it is you were a great listener. And, and you listened to other people's thoughts and concerns and were able to formulate those into, and then express something good. So I think you're going to do well. Thank you, Don. That was quite a compliment. I appreciate it. All right. One last question for you. Um, Tell me. Going back to real estate. Okay. Would you rather have more consumer confidence in the market or lower interest rates? Oh, I think the confidence is what we need. And um, actually, as you know, I'm in uh, D.C. here for the realtors right now. And I think that's a major concern here with Freddie and Fannie, that that confidence to know that the lending in the background uh, will never that will never fall down again, and um, I would I have no doubt to answer confidence beyond any interest rate. All right. Well, thank you very much, and we got to go to our next commercial break. But um, thank you very much for for calling in. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a great Bye-bye. day. All right, stay tuned to our our, uh, Welcome Home Radio as we go to our first commercial break. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we are on a road trip today. We are doing a uh, road trip around the California housing market just to show you how diverse things really are. And in the first segment, you heard from Ann Oliva from the Bay Area, and you heard what prices were like there. So um, it's amazing what an ocean will do for you. So now on the line, we've we've uh, come down the coast, and we are talking with Barry Brown of Central Coast Realty Group. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Don. All right. Thank you for doing this and sharing your uh, your wisdom with us. Um, let our listeners know what areas you do cover. Sure. I cover the Central Coast from Santa Maria to San Luis Obispo with really the most focus on what we call the five cities area as I live in Arroyo Grande. And the five cities area really covers Pismo Beach and Shell Beach, Grover Beach, along with Arroyo Grande and Oceano. Okay, I'm going to take a guess, Barry, that you're, you have a very diverse area, too. So would it not be true that in, in your market area, you've got some very high-priced areas and some very moderate-priced? Am I right or wrong there? No, absolutely. To the south, Santa Maria is going to be more moderately priced than, say, San Luis Obispo. And, uh, you know, there's obviously reasons for that. Uh, a great area, as I mentioned, was the Five Cities area because it, it still is very, very close to the coast and yet does not quite have the expense that San Luis Obispo does. Part of the pricing in San Luis Obispo is driven by the fact that Cal Poly's there along with Cuesta. And, uh, you know, they're also a little bit further inland than what we are, a little bit warmer climate, uh, but also probably about 15% more expensive than what our homes are. Okay, um, so what is an average sales price in your area? Well, if you really look at San Luis Obispo County, all right, and we look through March of 2019, the median sold price of an existing home was $692,000. Uh, 
So that's up from 610 from about a year ago. Okay. Uh, but year-to-date sales are down a little bit. In other words, the number of homes that are selling are down a bit from the prior year. To me, it kind of seemed that our market was peaking in the fall of last year, but just recently it seems to be on the rise again. Mm-hmm. And um, the the median home price that I'm speaking of, just to kind of give you an idea of that type of home, that would be kind of a typical three-bedroom, two-bath home, maybe around 1,500, 1,600 square feet with kind of a residential lot size of maybe 6,000 to 8,000 square feet. I see. So, um, and it's kind of interesting how you say it seems like it peaked, it slowed down, but it, it might be picking up again. Nobody says that a slowdown has to last for years. Maybe it lasted one month or, or several months. I mean, right. Be, yes. Because we're and experiencing that same thing here that you just described, only with totally different numbers. <laughs> so, right. Right. Well, and I know um, we both go to the California Association of Realtors meetings, and so we're kind of privy to a few economists, and the economists were really kind of stating that maybe this year we might slow down a bit. But, um, you know, just recently, again, it feels like anything but that. And it's not just the seasonal things that start to happen this time. It really does feel like, uh, you know, we're moving along at a better clip than anybody um, expected. So, yeah, yeah, we are. Now, you were president of your association, well, this year and in 2008. What was it like in yeah. 2008 being president? Because that's when the market really took a thump. Yes, absolutely. Well, it, it kind of seemed like the market, there was somebody that flipped a switch in late 2005 and 2006. And all of a sudden, just that buying frenzy that was going on uh, just seemed like it was coming to an end. And, of course, that whole slowdown not only started at that particular time, and and I got to be president during it, uh, but uh, it really did continue on until about 2012. Um, Obviously, we had to learn new talents of working with Uh, short sales and people that were selling their homes uh, because they just couldn't afford them Mm -hmm. with the loss of jobs and other things that occurred. And we also had to deal with all of the foreclosures that had happened and all of the inventory uh, that the banks had. So uh, definitely a different situation. Um, I think that that was an unusual time. Uh, I think that part of that was uh, driven by uh, the fact that there were a lot of loans that were done that were not loans that should have been done. I think that there was kind of an attitude that everybody should have a home. And because of that, uh, I think the lending standards were too loose, in my personal opinion. Uh, I don't think that we have that kind of situation again. Uh, you know, every I think every market does go on up, and then it does adjust down a little bit if you look at the last 50-year history. Um, but even if we do adjust downward on prices here in the next year or two, uh, I don't see anything happening like what we went through uh, in 2008. Yeah, and I have a theory, too, on what furthered that recession was that the major owners of the properties were banks who didn't know how to sell a property because they would sell things as is with broken glass, squatters inside, and we all know that condition plays a big role. I mean, I'll bet this is true in your market today. The homes that are clean and fixed up are the ones that are selling as opposed to the poor condition ones. Would that be right? 
Oh, absolutely, Don. Uh, again, one of the things that I always do with any potential clients that I work with is to make sure that the presentation of the home is as best as it possibly can. And uh, when the sellers are willing to take care of that and even take care of the small details to to give the message to a potential buyer that the home's been well taken care of, uh, that's definitely you know worth a lot uh, in in the price that the home will eventually fetch. Um, of course, you know, sellers have to be realistic in where they set their prices. Uh, if they are too bullish on what they're trying to get for the home, then uh, they're just not going to get the offers. But a home that's clean, uh, looks like it can be moved on into without too much difficulty, and is priced appropriate, uh, those homes in our particular area are selling very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. We're lucky if they stay on the market for a week. Okay. How is the supply and demand in your area? It kind of depends on the price range. Uh, in the higher-priced homes, and when I say higher-priced higher homes, I mean homes that are priced over a million dollars, those homes will probably stay on the market for maybe four or six months. Uh, but really, with the, the homes that are priced at 800000 and below in our area, those homes are lucky if they last a week or two on the market. And we do still have a shortage of inventory for those types of homes, especially entry-level homes. You know, I would say that about the least uh, least amount of money somebody could spend on a single-family, three-bedroom, two-bath, and as I mentioned, a 1,500-square-foot house uh, that's in any kind of decent shape, they are going to definitely be in the $600,000 range, low $600,000 range. And those homes, as they come on the market, of course, move much quicker. There's a much larger audience for the lower price homes. Wow. And here in the Central Valley, that same type of home is going to be well under 300000 So Right. right. Amazing but, the diversity uh, I would we also, have. And I would also imagine that those homes are probably going quickly for you as well. Yes, yeah, they are. And it's funny, somebody was pointing out to us that, uh, boy, the average days on the market has doubled from this time last year to this year. But then he said, but the fact is it went from 12 days to 24 days. So 24 days is still pretty fast for an average. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that still means that a lot of them are going in under a week. So is there Mm -hmm. much new construction happening in this coastal area you know there is not there is one project that has started in royal grande um, and again those homes are going to be in the eight or nine hundred thousand dollar range uh, we do still and as a state we have had a problem with housing affordability um, our housing affordability for san luis obispo county actually got down as low as about 22 percent meaning that only 22 percent of people with an average income could afford to buy a house here uh, just recently though the first quarter of this particular year that did go on up by about four percentage points so it mm-hmm. seems to be easing a little bit um, but still yeah it is tough to find a home here okay you know, I have one last question for you before we have to go to our next commercial break, but um, would you rather have more consumer confidence in our market or lower interest rates? Well, you know, I would probably say that I'd rather have consumer confidence, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because if nobody has confidence in buying a home, then uh, 
you know, the interest rate isn't going to matter. When we did go through that last housing crisis, one of the things that was definitely put out there were very low interest rates. And uh, still what loomed, though, for a lot of folks uh, was the problems that people had with the economy and being able to afford or being able to just be be um, employed and worried about being employed. Uh, so, you know, when you have a situation with a poor economy uh, and the consumer confidence is lacking, uh, I think it really takes probably more of a toll than what interest rates do. All right. Barry Brown of Central Coast Realty Group, thank you very much for sharing your, your expertise with us. We are going to our next commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Here on the streets of Bakersfield, hey, you don't know me, but you don't like me. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And I know you just guessed it right. We are going to have a guest from Bakersfield. And that's Mr. Daryl Sparks. Daryl is with um, Miramar International Real Estate in Bakersfield. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning. All right. Uh, how'd you like that song? Is it true that we, 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 we judge the streets of Bakersfield without really knowing about it? <laughs> Well, uh, Buck is a is a a big name here. That Boy. goes without saying. Yeah, you guys have a lot of country singers from Bakersfield. What is it? Yeah, we do. We do. It's like the Western uh, Nashville or something. Here. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. Well, Daryl, we're on this road trip around the California housing market, and so far this morning we've talked with uh, a realtor from the Bay Area, who told us, uh, you know, a three-bedroom, two-bath home up there is going to, just an average one, will go for just under $2 million. We talked with uh, Barry Brown over on the coast, the central coast, and that same one's going to be in the 600s, thousands. So what's it like in Bakersfield? What, what's kind of an average price point there? So, Don, we're, you know, we're somewhere around the 250 range for um, the medium sale price, and that'll buy you a three-bedroom, two two-bath house, probably somewhere in the square footage range of about anywhere from 1300 up to about 15, 1600, depending on you know the neighborhood and the location. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then, um, what are are the jobs good in that area that are supporting that housing economy? Yeah, we, you know, we do. We have diversified over the years. So we do have some distribution centers here, Target. And then we also have a fulfillment, Amazon fulfillment center that's coming in um, shortly. It's being it's under construction right now. Um, and then we have uh, the El Tejon, Port Tejon project. Um, to the south of us that also contributes to our, you know, to our economy here. So mm-hmm. um, we are we are diversifying, but we're still uh, very high petroleum um, and ag-based uh, economy. Uh, but we um, but we are diversifying, and, and things are are getting better here for sure. 
Great. Now, see, for a while there, I judged it, and I just thought all you guys sang country western songs. <laughs> so, although you, no. you would go broke doing that, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I have to pay for tickets. I don't have that talent. <laughs> okay. Um, what what kind of obstacles? And issues do you have in the Bakersfield market as far as housing goes? Well, one of the obstacles that we have really is, you know, for the income levels for our area are substantially less than the coast or the Bay Area. So we're pushed up against the FHA limits, loan limits, which are roughly around uh, 314 or so. 314,000, which limits what we can do because about probably about 70% of our market falls into that category. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, FHA is a, a lower down payment and an easier qualifying underwriting process. So um, it, it does, you know, it does available, make itself available to more people in our, in our community. So that, that and the FHA loan limits and then conforming conventional loan limits. I sound like a lender. Um, but those those kind of constrictors, along with you know our lack of inventory, I think everybody in California is experiencing that. But we we have a serious shortage of inventory, which is you know uh, causing prices to come up, mm-hmm. um, and availability is is really rough based upon that shortage. Now, one thing that the Bakersfield and the Fresno areas should have is lots of land to still build. Where uh, over in the Bay Area, they don't have that so much. So do you have much building going on in the Bakersfield? We do. We do, Don. We have a a really strong new construction base here uh, of national builders and local and regional builders, um, and they contribute. Um, The problem that they're having, obviously, is, you know, permitting costs and new regulations by the state are causing you know, their prices to come up substantially too for and and kind of pricing them out of that entry level um, position. So it makes it really tough for them with, you know, the new solar initiative that came, which adds expense uh, to the new construction, you know, along with the increased cost of permits. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a very similar problem that we're having here in the in the Fresno County area is that builders are having a hard time building affordable homes because by the time right. they break ground, they've spent fifty to $80,000 in, in um, development fees, not to mention some of the new, new laws such as solar. Uh, that starts right. next year, but, um, you know, that's going to just drive the cost up. Right. All right. So, what other uh, uh, issues do you have in the Bakersfield area? Um, is there rent control in your area? Um, we're very fortunate in our area that we don't really have um, regulations in regards to rent control, at least locally. Mm-hmm. I know there's some talk at the state level, and you probably are aware of that as to implementing some of those, but. Um, in our area, we're um, lucky enough to not experience some of those um, difficulties with, you know, um, with our with our rental properties. Yeah. But I will mention this: that rental properties, having rental properties myself, I can attest to this along with 
dealing with many clients who are investors, is that um, rents are going up, obviously, because of this, you know, affordability issue with housing. Um, so that's another contributor that we're seeing in our marketplace, too, is we're seeing a, an increase in the um, residential income properties being sold, uh, and then rents obviously are increasing. I got gotcha. you. Now, you're close to Fresno, so has this year's weather affected your market at all? Well, I mean, <laughs> you guys get more rain than we do. Oh, really? Okay. So uh, it, it probably affects you uh, more than than us. We, we, you know, we're if we get six to eight inches a year, that's just a ton of rain for us, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, we're we're substantially drier than your area. Um, one of the one of the issues that we do run into down here farther south is the air quality. Um, and so that restricts us a little bit in some areas, um, not necessarily in regards to uh, holding back housing, though. But it is, it is an issue that we that we deal with here. Okay, how has uh, the market taken off so far in 2019? First five months, would you say it's optimistic, slower, or what? Well, I would say you know. It's a mixed bag because, and I'm not sure if it's seasonal or what, but we're starting to get a clearer picture that January, February were were fairly slow and numbers were down, um, and it has appeared to rebound over the last couple months. And so, you know, we are seeing an increase in pending and sold closed sales, but um, it did start out a little bit slow, and I think some of that had to do with you know, interest rates, people were concerned about interest rates, but interest rates have kind of receded and not been an issue necessarily. So um, I think part of this was just seasonal, and we're seeing a growth um, in in sales and demand. Um, hopefully we can get some more supply, <laughs> but um, other than that, it, it seems to be doing fairly well over the last, you know, two and a half months. Mm-hmm. How about consumer confidence is that doing well in the in the bakersfield area oh i think so i mean um it's it's very the job market right now in bakersfield is is thriving and we're we are we're always known as a high unemployment you know county and um we are seeing significant employment increases on all different levels so that that's a good thing um the problem that we're having is is that our net uh, population growth is is decreasing, so that that's something that we have to be concerned with having enough workers um, um, to do the job. So, but that's a positive thing, I guess, for all of us that um, that things are that they are in hiring. We're seeing a, an, an increase in hiring. So, okay, I've asked you a couple of questions there about, and you mentioned about the lower interest rates and also consumer confidence is up. Which one would you rather have as in the being in the housing business? Would you rather have lower interest rates or higher consumer confidence? I think I would say higher consumer confidence. I think interest rates, you know, are going to go up and down and have historically been substantially higher than they are now. So, you know, my own thoughts on that would be, and I'm not an economist, but I would say consumer confidence is, First and foremost, how people feel about themselves, their job 
situations and their surroundings. I think that's very, very important that mm-hmm. you know for for a positive um, outlook. Yeah. Well, Daryl, I want to thank you very much. Daryl Sparks from the Bakersfield area, realtor extraordinaire there. We are going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And as we say on the road again, as we are on the, this road trip around the California housing market, I can't tell you how many times I've driven over the Tehachapi Mountains and seen this beautiful town there at the top of the hill. And we have a realtor from Tehachapi who's going to tell us about their market and how we compare um, to ourselves to that Tehachapi, Tehachapi market. Um, on the line, we have Josh Orantia from Country Real Estate. Is that right, Josh? Yeah, that's that's right. Country Real Estate up here in the uh, greater Tehachapi area. Uh, we're looking at about uh, 14,000 people in our in our city limits, but about a 40,000-person service area. We have a lot of little uh, sleeper communities, and we service quite a large geographic area. All right, and and it sure is beautiful there, and it's kind of that alternative when the grapevine gets closed for snow. There's you got about an extra half hour if you go through to Hatchby before it gets closed, right? Yeah, yeah, we are the land of four seasons up here, and and sometimes all of that's in in the same day. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we uh, were a little bit lower in elevation uh, than the top of the grapevine. And because they're getting hit with that immediate first storm coming in, yeah, you got about a half hour before we shut down. But, uh, you know, um, we we love that weather up here, and, and we're we're glad. We, we find ourselves to be the oasis between the Central Valley and the Mojave Desert. Excellent. So tell us what your prices are like in that uh, service area that you do. Yeah, well, you know, our median our median price right now is about two hundred and eighty thousand, and and at that price, this is the the general zip code. You're looking at a a three bedroom, two bath house, approximately fifteen hundred square feet or so. But you're going to get that on about a quarter of an acre, and you're going to be, you know, in a in a general neighborhood. We we do have pocket areas. Uh, for example, I live out in Bear Valley Springs, which is one of our um, pocket neighborhoods, and out here you're probably looking at about three hundred and thirty nine three hundred and forty thousand but you're going to get a home that's probably twenty one hundred to twenty three hundred square feet and you're going to be on about an acre and a half uh so you'll be able to have horses and and lives you know uh, uh different animals and and things like that you know goats and sheep and um so it's a different lifestyle it's definitely a country um lifestyle lot of open spaces up here, a lot of big skies. Uh, in a lot of wildlife. Yeah, I've been there a few times. I love it. In fact, um, I used to Hatchapi as my shortcut to go visit my uncle in Palmdale. I, I go through the Willow Springs. Is that right? Willow Springs Canyon Road. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. You, you have a lot of guts. It can be yeah. a little treacherous back there sometimes. Yeah. My wife always gets mad at me when I take that road. <laughs> she goes, "Isn't sure. it a Absolutely. lot safer on the freeway?" <laughs> It, yeah, we find we like our location here. You know, we find ourselves we're we're about two and a half hours away from you in Fresno. There, an hour to uh, the Palmdale Lancaster City 
Center, the the hour to Bakersfield, we're just under two hours to Burbank, two hours, two and a half hours to Los Angeles. Um, but again, we're also that gateway to the eastern side of the Sierras, so we can get up there to Bishop and get up into the 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 the, the hunt, the the uh, camping and the fishing and the the beauty that's up there. And plus, we're we're a shorter distance to uh, Las Vegas, which is a great opportunity to go to to take a break. Um. So what kind of uh, your by the way your prices are very similar to ours here in Fresno. You said 280, we're about 275, but you get a little bigger yard, um a quarter acre. Ours are more more like a fifth to a sixth of an acre um for a typical city lot. But but yeah, that's very similar, especially when we consider our first three segments we did today where those prices were so much different. Um, what kind of obstacles do you have in in that area in selling homes? You know, the, the biggest obstacle we have um, to, our, to the south of us, to the south and to the southeast of us, we have, um, you know, uh, three counties who FHA limits, limitations are much, much higher than ours. So Los Angeles is over 700,000. Ventura is over 700,000. San Bernardino is over 400,000. So when we're, we're sitting at 314,000, uh, like most of the rural counties in California. So sometimes we get folks come in that aren't familiar with our area and they'll write offers for us using FHA, um, loans that, that don't comply with, with our local regulations. Some of the other issues we have, um, we have a couple of special districts up here. So special districts, there, there's not too many in the state of California. We don't receive things like tax money from the gas tax. So when it comes to our infrastructure, which is aging our roads, we have special assessments that um, are tacked onto our property, to our property taxes. So sometimes that can be uh, an obstacle. Um, and so then our special districts also have CCNRs and, and uh, you know uh, compliance codes. Um, so, so those are some of the things that we tackle uh, with. I would say probably the biggest one, though, is just aging infrastructure and the rising cost of keeping all of that stuff up to date. I got you. Now, here's a question that, um, and actually a realtor told me this about 10 years or seven or eight years ago when the new appraisal management center started out, where appraisers could no longer be hired by your local loan officer. They have to go through Mm -hmm. a uh, appraisal management center. Are you still getting appraisers that are coming from Los Angeles and Actually, we, other we, areas? Yeah, I think it just really depends on where you where you initiate your lending process. We we have uh, an excellent network of local lenders up here in the area, um, and our lenders have these great relationships with those those appraisal management companies, where we pretty much are having the the, uh, the same five to seven appraisers that are working our area. So they're able to look at our comps and understand them, our comparable sales data, and understand it. And so um, we, we're, we're doing pretty well on that. Occasionally, if somebody's going to a nationwide lender, then we might get somebody that's coming from out of the area that doesn't understand or doesn't have access to our MLS and all of our data. So then, then we would, in, you know, in that case, might have to, help them a little bit, you know, with quotations around the word help. 
on figuring out the best way to come up with that, that comparable data. Yeah. By helping them, that means letting them borrow your boots because they came up with flip-flops on, right? From, yeah, From exactly. the coastal area. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, actually, that's extremely good news to hear because when this new regulation came out about uh, having to use appraisal management centers, not being able to pick the appraiser or hire one that was local and reputable. It, it was a huge problem even here in Fresno. However, it's kind of settled down because realtors learned, okay, stay away from that lender because you don't know where that appraiser is coming from. Let's go to this lender because they at least will use a local AMC. So it sounds like, and I always thought Tehachapi, being your kind of your own island there, um, was probably the worst spot for, for that, where, um, you know, so, um, some AMC manager out of Indianapolis probably looked at the map and said, Tehachapi, oh, that's Los Angeles, <laughs> and, and hired an appraiser from Los Angeles. So, yeah, we've, we've been fortunate. We've been fortunate that we haven't had that. That that be a huge issue up here. Um, you know, it again, it's it's spotty, it, but I would say it's probably less than than twenty percent, ten maybe ten percent of of the total appraisals that we have up here. Okay, how's your market doing so far this year? Is it optimistic? You know, it it, it got off to a little bit of a slow start. Optimistic, I think. Um, if you're talking about the real estate industry, the realtors, the lenders, and the people that service the industry. We're still optimistic because we're not seeing um, the, the, some of the things that we saw as we built into the 2002, 6, 7, and 8. We're not seeing that stuff again. I still, though, think that buyers are still have a cautious feel about them. Everybody's still a little shell shocked and a little bit, um, you know, uh, has, have a little bit of a hangover from what happened back then. And they're, as they're watching prices climb there people keep talking about a bubble or about a cliff and you know from what we're seeing i would say we're not i i would say that our our prices are going up uh from from easily relatable causable things we, we're having a huger bigger issue with supply and demand so if our supply is low our demand is high that's what's causing prices to come up we're not seeing this huge explosion of sub subprime or, um, uh, you know, a nefarious um, lending methods or, or highly unqualified buyers coming to the marketplace. We're just seeing a shortage of, of houses, which is driving prices up. And it seems like with lots of land in your area that you should have lots of building. Is there much building going on? Well, you know, we're, having, we're starting to see a little bit of an uptick in building. Uh, what the biggest hurdle for a builder up here was uh, if you go back maybe 18 months ago, it was more expensive to build a brand new house than it was to purchase a home that was already on the ground, price per square foot wise. So that kind of stifles your your building. Now, as our prices have risen, we've kind of hit that equilibrium point where whether you buy a house that's already pre-built or you're building a new one, you're getting kind of at the same price. But as you know, by the time you go out and find land, get permits, get through that process and get your build, you could be six, nine, ten months out. So there's always a lag. But we are seeing um, more builds in the area. Um, but we're still, I mean, we, we need a heck of a lot more of them to catch up to the demand. 
great. Um, I want to thank you very much, Josh, for uh, letting us call you and, and picking your brain about your, your local area and what it offers. I hope all our listeners today enjoyed this road trip around the California housing market. We are truly a diverse state, not just weather-wise, scenery-wise, but housing-wise. Thank you for everybody who tuned in, and we'll be back next Saturday, 9 to 10. Thank you very much.